0: This morning, my friends, uh, I'm so excited for the, for the message this morning. I'm entitling it Axe. Axe. And this is, this is what it's called Awesome, Cool, Terrific Saints. Awesome, Cool, Terrific Saints. That's who you are. It's true. You are. You are awesome, Cool, Terrific Saints. It's actually what Axe uh, means. Um, I couldn't find it anywhere in the Bible, but it's a big capital A-C-T-S. It's the Acts of the Apostles. Well, we're apostles, and we're awesome, cool, terrific saints. And uh, I want to inspire you today with how awesome you are, but I also want to encourage you with how awesome your God is, and I hope you really enjoy the content that uh, I know the Holy Spirit has helped me put together today, because you know what, Christians, we get to do some awesome things, and we serve an awesome God, we're a part of an awesome family, and we're going to do more awesome things. So let me pray, and we're going to get straight into it this morning. Heavenly Father, as we open Your Word today, I pray that it would stir us up, Lord God, that we would be set on fire, Lord God, that we would be doing what you've called us to do, Lord, that we would be reminded today of who we are, our identity in you, Jesus. God, I pray that we would walk out of here just a little bit more bold, a little bit more courageous, and a little bit more set on fire. In Jesus' name I pray, and everyone said, Amen. Amen. All right, my first verse, my anchor thought for today is from James chapter 2 verse 14. So, we'll throw these up on the screen and uh, you guys can read along with me. Uh, What good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith but don't show it by your actions? Can that kind of faith save anyone? No. (laughs) It didn't say that, but it implies that. Uh, No, Uh, we need faith and works. Now, it's also the same for the other way around. You can't just do lots of good things. You can't just do lots of actions. You can't just do lots of works. Those works have to be accompanied with faith. Because if not, then that's all they are. They're just really good things. They're really awesome things. They're really cool things. But they're not going to transfer into salvation. We need faith and works. Lots of people do lots of good things. There's nothing wrong with that. It's a good thing to do. But if you can add the spiritual elements of the gospel, of the good news to your good works, then not only are you going to help someone for now, not only are you going to impact someone for now, but you're going to open their eyes to the King of all kings. You're going to introduce them to Jesus Christ and you're actually going to set them up for all eternity That's what adding faith to your good works is going to do. So, let me go a little bit deeper with my title, Acts, Awesome, Cool, Terrific Saints. Let me define you this morning. So, when you look in the mirror tomorrow, or even, you're probably going to race home and look in the mirror even this afternoon. You're going to be like, I can't wait to look at myself now. It's true, because this is who you are. You are awesome, auspicious, and affable. That's right you're cool, you're chosen, you're created and you're creative and you're compassionate and you're terrific, that's right, you are tenacious, you are tasty and you are tender hearted, that's right, tasty, yes, salty, Mm-hmm. love a bit of salt on my, my, my steak, especially if you can get the, man, you should see me in the supermarket, just pause, side story, uh, I'm the weirdo like this, digging through, like finding the perfect piece of steak. Because what you got to do, you got to look for the fat content, a good marble of fat. You know, I was thinking about that the other day, you go to like really fancy restaurants and they had the MB rating and the higher the MB rating, the higher the fat. So you're actually getting less meat, and more fat, but it's okay, because the fat is the Lord's, it's the good part. So, make sure extra fat in your meat, bit of salt, tasty, that's right, you are tasty, tender-hearted saints. You're sanctified, you're strong, you're supportive, sparkling, that's right, steadfast souls. Awesome, cool, terrific saints, that's who you are. But you know what else, it doesn't stop there. You take someone like that, that's right, that's you, yes, and then you fill that person with the power of God. Man, next level. Talk about, you. That's like, that's like prince or princess right now. That's like a child of God right now. Let me show this to you on screen, Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Check this out. This is it. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you And you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere. In Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Got three W's for you. So I'm a preacher, I can't help but think in things that rhyme and stuff like that. Well, anyways, these three words start with W. First of all, weapons. You are weapons. You're weapons for the kingdom. But this is what I think is been happening for a little bit too long in some of your lives, is your weapon has become blunt, or your weapon is sitting on the shelf, or your weapon gets left at home on Monday. You are a weapon for the kingdom. Don't become a weapon, hear this somebody this morning, don't become a weapon for the enemy. Stay a weapon for the king. Stay a weapon for the kingdom, because if you separate yourself from the king, you will become a weapon for the enemy. Your words will hurt someone, or they'll hurt someone's ideology of church, or whatever it might be. Weapons, weapons forgotten. Come on, we're in a war. We are. Whether you want to think about that or not, you and I are in a war. There is light versus darkness. It is real. And we are weapons in that war. My second word with W is words. Again, I think there's been some, been some oppression, been some attack on some of us, and our words have been silenced. Our words of life aren't flowing. Our words of hope aren't flowing. Our words of encouragement aren't flowing. Other words are flowing, but words of life need to flow. My third W for this morning is worry. Worry distracted. Worry distracted. Weapons forgotten, words silenced and worry distracted. Some things are starting to cause us to worry. Now, Wim, we do talk to the same man and he does have the same plan because we have the victory because of Jesus. And you know the cool thing about that is, we know how the story ends. Yes, we do. We are going to be victorious. So you can have that hope. Doesn't matter what may come. Doesn't matter what's going on in your life right now. You can look to the future and know how it's going to end. Even if they kill you, bit scary, I know. Even if they hurt your body, Jesus said, don't worry. Ha <laughs> ha. They can't touch your soul. Come on, you and I are victorious and we are going to live forever. Amen? So, the guts of my message today is this. All the cool things that we get to do because we're awesome, cool, terrific saints. Amen? Come on, it's time to combat the enemy and see the victory of Jesus be made known in us and through us. Number one, Share, share, sharing. Let's read this, Acts chapter 2, verses 42 to 47. It says this, all the believers devoted themselves, by the way, if you didn't notice, we're going through Acts, and uh, I really feel strong about this, that until the end of the year, uh, we're preaching on Acts. So, Jack's preaching on Acts, Pastor Nicky's preaching on Acts, everyone's preaching on Acts, and uh, I don't even think we got guest speakers, and uh, even if we did... I'll try and tell them to do the Acts. (laughs) Anyways, I'm sure they'll do whatever God tells them to do, which will be Acts. So, Acts chapter 2, verse 42 to 47. All the believers devoted themselves to the Apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them all. And the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place. That's church. Come on. Let's go. And shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshipped together at the temple each day. Also, they met in homes for life group. I just forgot to write life group there. That's what we call it. For the Lord's Supper and shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. Mm. You know why people were being added every day? Because they were awesome, cool, terrific saints, and everyone wanted in you know, everyone, you know, whenever something cool is happening or, or something, you know, a bit of a vibe going on, you know, it's like, it's like, cool, this is awesome, look at those people, everyone wants to get in, don't they? It's like, oh, what are they talking about? What are they doing? Oh, I want to do that, that looks fun, you know, they want to get in on the action. Friday night, I came here, what was it? I don't know, 11 or something? And uh, yeah, it's 12, well, we left at 12 anyway, after we finished chatting. And uh, I went out on the road, man, I was a part of some action on Moray Field Road. It was exciting. Uh, The uh, car uh, that was in front of me, it was a Ford, and I even remember the number plate because it said cop bait. Now, I don't know how dumb you can be and still breathe, but why would you put that on your number plate and then do donuts the whole way down (laughs) Morrowfield Road. I'm trying to get home, I was tired, I was setting up week hair day stuff and I wanted to get back. Anyways, I'm like, I'm there and I'm like trying to like get past him and then these cars pull in and they take their phones out the window, passenger side, sort of safe, (laughs) put their hazard lights on and try and block me off from getting through. I'm like, "Mm mm-mm, you don't know who you have met tonight. (laughs) Anyways, I'm like, I'm like, get in the other lane, and then they tried to get in that lane, and then I go in the other lane, and boom, now I'm beside them, like, <laughs> now there's one more to get past, this guy literally was like doing like burnout fishies, and then he'd flick into like circles, and then he'd go again, and then he'd go again, and he started like at the lights up here, and went all the way down, and uh, I was like, come on, Please, that let that camera flash him. That would be awesome to know that he gets an awesome, good ticket out of this, because that'd be really fun. But you know what I found really interesting? All these cars kept pulling up behind and taking their phones out because they wanted to get in on the action. People want to get in on something that's happening and moving. And guess what? That's us, the church, active, moving, lots of action, doing really cool things, because we're awesome, cool, terrific saints. That's you. And that's what happened to you. They're all sharing with each other. They're all caring about each other. The world will be known by their love for one another. And what was happening? Everyone around me. man, I want in on this. People are giving their lives to Jesus. They're getting saved because they want to be a part of something that is awesome. It's the same in our lives right now. The rest of the world, it's not that awesome. But we can present something that is we can share with each other in a way that the world is like, what? You can even share with the ones that they're your brothers and sisters, they just don't know it yet. That's how I like to put it. Yet to be adopted, children of God. So you know, shout them a coffee, pay for their groceries. The best is when you get into the 7-Eleven and you pay for someone's fuel. It's awesome. It was the end of last year, and I felt to do this for someone. It was a real like God encounter for me personally. And the guy 7-Eleven wouldn't let me. I'm like, what? no, you can't do that. First of all, he's shocked that I'm wanting to pay for someone else's fuel. The guy's out like digging around his car, obviously trying to look for his wallet or something. I felt compelled and then as I drove off, because eventually they let me, because I was tenacious, that's one of the T words that we are. (laughs) Anyways, got them to let me pay for the fuel finally and uh, and as I drove off, I just heard God say he's going to be in church tomorrow. How awesome is that? never seen the guy, so clearly not our church, but who cares? He's in the church. Share, share with the people around you, share with the humans around you, because they might yet just become a brother and a sister in the kingdom of God, and I just think that's pretty, pretty cool. So, that's my first one this morning, share. Um, I used to, hands up if you've got siblings. All right, keep them up if you had to share a room when you're when you younger, Yes, very cool. It's just getting you ready for marriage. <laughs> it's true. If you're struggling with your wife or husband, just ask them first of all, were you, were you an only child? Because <laughs> you don't get the whole sharing part. <laughs> I, I, I'd share a room with sometimes more than one <laughs> sibling in my house. Uh, I'm one of 11, if you didn't know, Um, but I'm the second oldest, so at the start of my life, there was hope for a (laughs) room, but don't tell anyone, I sucked my thumb, this one, this bad boy left thumb, until I was in grade five. (laughs) That's a little bit too long, Pastor Joe, (laughs) it is, I'm telling you. And you know how Dad got me to stop? He's like, Joe, if you stop sucking your thumb, I know he was utterly embarrassed. I will give you your own room. (laughs) Man, I did not suck that thumb ever again. (laughs) Except a few times, but I didn't get caught, so it was pretty cool. (laughs) Sometimes I I literally, a couple of times, I felt like this addict. I'd like like hide away and go... (laughs) (laughs) And <laughs> it's been real vulnerable here, church. Okay, we're family. It's okay to open up about your struggles. <laughs> it must be like the second or third time I did it. I'm like, Joe, this is weird. This is a bit weird, eh? <laughs> You're ten years old. <laughs> you need to stop this, brother. And uh, I did, and I got my own room, and it was awesome. It was so, so cool. And so cool that I then started devising things to do with my brothers next door, because I missed them. I missed being able to just chat all night, asleep, but hanging out. Anyways, this one night, I, I decide, because I've been reading the Word of God at devotion time with my parents, and uh, it's the story of Samuel. And uh, you know when God talks to Samuel? I was like, this is brilliant. God, this is awesome. I could do that. And so, my brother who's next door, I'm whispering through my window. So, it's going out onto the balcony into his room. Nathan. 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 Nathan." Well, next, Dad comes charging down, not into my room, into Nathan's room. Because Nathan's like, he's like, yeah, what, what? Anyways, Dad, God bless him. Says, no one, no one's out there. But and then he's like, because my dad's like, you're a, you know, real Bible buff. He goes, maybe it's maybe it's God, Nathan. Next time. <laughs> next time you hear <laughs> your name. Oh, I lost it. I was killing myself next door. It was awesome. It was awesome. Church share. We are family. We are family, yes. This is my thought around this. It's not us against them. It's not us against the world. They're our brothers and sisters yet to be. Come on, John 3.16, John 3.17. They're our family. And you know what? There's those around you that are doing really awesome things, but they're not Christian. You know, sometimes you think, oh man, they'd make a great Christian. They would. (laughs) So help them become one. You know, just because they're doing really good things, that's not going to get them into heaven. It's only one way. They have to have relationship with Jesus. So don't just share good stuff. Share the best, the good news. Share Jesus. My second point is this. You get to meet the bigwigs. Mm -hmm. Yes, some of you are like, I don't want to meet the bigwigs. Well, you get to. It's something awesome, cool, terrific saints get to do. You get to meet the bigwigs. Let's have a look at this. Okay. Uh, Acts chapter 4 through up the screen, verses 8 to 12. So, uh, Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them... So, he's talking to the, uh, the council, the, the high church council, the high priest, all the bigwigs, all the rulers in that time. Peter's talking to them because they've been hauled before them because they healed the crippled man at the gate beautiful. And uh, in, in Acts chapter 3, we talked about that recently. And, uh, and I love this. And check out what Peter says. So, r- rulers and elders of our people... Are we being questioned today because we've done a good deed for a crippled man? Do you want to know how he was healed? Well, let me clearly state to all of you and to all the people of Israel that he was healed by the powerful name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, the man you crucified, ouch, but whom God raised from the dead. For Jesus is the one referred to in the Scriptures where it says, the stone that the builders rejected that you builders rejected, has now become the cornerstone. There is salvation in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which man can be saved. You see, when you do awesome things, the things you get to do, like meeting the big wigs, you're going to have the right things to say. And you'll get to meet them when you're doing the awesome things that God has asked you to do. Just think about that. Imagine walking into a place of power imagine it. Imagine walking into the boss's office, the CEO of the company that you work for. Imagine walking into someone of political power or someone of great wealth influence or something and having the exact words to say to them with the exact right actions to do, inspired by God, filled with the Holy Spirit. When you do awesome things, God is going to put you before the right people at the right time to have unbelievable influence in the world around you. That is one of the cool things that you and I get to do. We are children of God. We are children of the Most High. So if you're in the room and that's starting to stir you this morning, then that's probably for you one of the things that you're going to to get to do. And I want to pray for you right now that if that's you, I want you to close your eyes. In fact, church, why don't you all close your eyes right now? And if you're being stirred up, you go, man, I'm feeling like God's going to use me to speak to some influential people. I want you to engage in this moment right now. Heavenly Father, you see them, you know what you've got in their future. And so Holy Spirit, I pray that you would fill them again, fill them afresh, inspire them, stir them up. In Jesus' name I pray. Let their minds see visions and dreams that you have promised you would pour out in the last days, God, that we would be able to see incredible moves of God sweep across our nation. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Third thing we get to do is we get to heal. You and I get to heal people. That's pretty cool. Have a look at this one, Acts chapter 5, verses 12 to 16. The apostles were performing many miraculous signs and wonders among the people. And all the believers were meeting regularly at the temple in the area known as Solomon's Colonnade. But no one else dared to join them, even though all the people had high regard for them. Yet more and more people believed and were brought to the Lord, crowds of both men and women. As a result of the apostles' work, sick people were brought out into the streets on beds and mats, so that people's shadow might fall across some of them, As he went by, crowds came from the villages around Jerusalem, bringing their sick and those possessed by evil spirits, and they were all healed. I love that. I love that. And that's what you and I get to do. When you see a need, I want to encourage you, reach out, lay a hand and pray and watch the power of God flow through you and touch their body watch the power of God flow through you and bring freedom into someone's life. That's what Jesus is all about. It's in the business of freedom. It's in the business of victory. That's what he does. And that's what he wants us to be doing. And can I remind you, awesome, cool, terrific saints, that you get to do it. You get to heal people. And it's awesome. And so reach out that hand and pray in the name of Jesus, be healed and believe it. Put that faith into action and see something happen. You know, it was because of a very moment like that, that the boys got hauled before the council and they got to meet those bigwigs. And can I tell you that sometimes people aren't going to like it. They're not going to like seeing what you're doing. But don't be worried about what you're going to say. God has got you covered. Check this out in Mark Chapter 13, verse 5 to 11, Jesus replied, don't let anyone mislead you, for many will come in my name claiming I am the Messiah, and they will deceive many. You will hear of wars and threats of wars, but don't panic. Yes, these things must take place, but the end won't follow immediately. Nation will go to war against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There will be earthquakes in many parts of the world, as well as famines. But this is only the first of the birth pains with more to come. Next slide. When these things begin to happen, watch out you'll be handed over to the local councils and beaten in the synagogues. You will stand trial before governors and kings because you are my followers. But this will be your opportunity to tell them about me. So what might look to you like a setback is just to set up for success, my friend. God's positioning you through persecution. Look at this. For the good news must first be preached to all nations, But when you are arrested and stand trial, don't worry in advance about what to say. Just say what God tells you at that time, for it is not you who will be speaking, but the Holy Spirit. So, don't worry. Let's get busy doing what God has asked us to do. Doing the actions, acts of the awesome, cool, terrific saints. You know another thing we get to do? We get to tell the devil where to go. In Jesus' name. I love this story. Next slide, Luke chapter 13. Let me read this one to you. One Sabbath day, as Jesus was teaching in a synagogue, he saw a woman who'd been crippled by an evil spirit. She'd been bent double for 18 years and was unable to stand up straight. When Jesus saw her, he called her over and said, Dear woman, you are healed of your sickness. Then he touched her and instantly she could stand straight how she praised God. I love this story, because that's what Jesus wants for people, is freedom. If you see someone struggling, you carry the power of God to see something happen. So, fill with that power of God, do something about it. Be moved with compassion, be caring for them, reach out, desire freedom. For the people around you. It's a good thing for them. Desire freedom for your brothers and sisters, desire freedom for the world around you. I love this. You know, the, the, sorry, the Pharisees weren't so pleased about it, but that's because they weren't pleased about Jesus. They were jealous and they were annoyed with Him. So, like, how dare you, you know, six other days to get healed, come on those days. It's like, I, sometimes I'm like, do they even know what they were saying? It's like, it's so bad that, that people would think like that of other human beings. But they did, because it's all wrong motive. And Jesus responds, no, no, no. Because remember, He was moved with compassion. He's like, this woman has been oppressed. She's been held under bondage. The daughter of Abraham. She's now been released. She's been set free. She's been healed. That's awesome. This is what I say around this. Don't, Jesus said this too. He said, don't rejoice that the devils obey you when you cast them out. Rejoice that your names are registered in heaven, that your name is in the book of life. Don't get distracted with the cool things we get to do because our God is cooler than all the cool things that you and I get to do. My last one is this, we get to preach. Acts chapter 8, verse 1 to 8. Saul Was one of the witnesses, and he agreed completely with the killing of Stephen. Terrible thing. We'll jump back to that in just a sec. A great wave out of this of persecution began that day, sweeping over the church in Jerusalem, and all the believers except the Apostles were scattered through the regions of Judea and Samaria. Some devout men came and buried Stephen with great mourning, but Saul was going everywhere to destroy the church. He went from house to house, dragging out both men and women to throw them into prison. But, it's a good word right here in this moment, but the believers who were scattered preached the good news about Jesus wherever they went. Next slide. Philip, for example, went to the city of Samaria and told the people there about the Messiah. Crowds listened intently to Philip because they were eager to hear his message and see the miraculous signs he did. Many evil spirits were cast out, screaming as they left their victims, and many who had been paralysed or lame were healed, So there was great joy in that city." down into verse 25, it says, after testifying and preaching the Word of the Lord in Samaria, Peter and John returned to Jerusalem, and they stopped in many Samaritan villages along the way to preach, what? The good news. Come on, we get to preach, and I've got one more couple of verses for this, sort. Acts chapter 5, verse 17 to 21. The high priest and his officials, who were Sadducees, were filled with jealousy. They arrested and put the apostles in the public jail. But an angel, another good but, here it is, but an angel of the Lord came at night. I love this part. Opened the gates of the jail and brought them out and then told them, go to the temple, so go back to where you were, (laughs) and give the people this message of life. So daybreak, the apostles entered the temple, as they were told, and immediately began teaching. My friends, if opposition comes... Don't take that as a no from God. Mm -mm. It's just that. It's opposition. Unless you hear with confidence and clarity that God is saying no, keep on going. Keep on pushing through. Keep on being tenacious because you're going to see something happen if you don't give up. Sometimes we go, well, God's closed that door. No, He hasn't. You just haven't seen it opened yet. Push through. Unless, like I said, you hear God clearly Tell you, no, keep on going, keep on fighting, keep on preaching the good news. I love what it was called, this message of life. The angel's like, Yeah, you shouldn't be in jail. Get back in there and keep preaching. And if you read the rest of that chapter, it's pretty cool because the next morning, all the high high big wigs dudes in the high council, they're like, Oh, go get them. Uh, they go there, the jailers are out the front, the doors are shut, but no one's in the in the cells behind. They're like, Oh, where 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 did they go? And then they said Oh, we found him. <laughs> uh, they're back doing what they were doing yesterday when we got him. I love that. God is so cool. You know why? Because God has a plan. Yes, he does whim. God has a plan. I love in verse 1 that Saul was the one that was causing a whole bunch of the issues. But who did Saul become? Paul, one of the greatest Christians of all time. How cool is that? Maybe that's going to happen in your story. Maybe there's someone in your story that is just like the most evil person, doing the most evil things. Well, God can save them. God can set them free, and God can set them on fire. And I love that in the next part, it says they're scattered. It was just God was setting them up to spread the good news even further, rather than staying in one place. They all got scattered around because of the persecution, and what did they do? They preached the good news. Can I please have the Band, come and join me. Church, my first point was we have the power of God. My second point was all the cool things that we get to do. My last point is this it's a call to action. Faith without works is useless. Church, don't just believe in God. Believe in God and put it into action. Be the awesome, cool, terrific saint that you can be and do the things that you get to do. Come on, why don't you stand to your feet this morning? You know, some of you need to plug back into that power that God has filled you with. Sometimes we, we can slip into the rat race of life. We can get distracted by stuff. But church, you and I, we can access the power of God. We can do really cool things with it if we use it. So I encourage you, don't just plug in on Sundays. Don't just plug into that power. Man, was a great service. Plug in tomorrow. Plug in every day. Be filled with the power of God. Spend time with God. Worship Him. Read His Word. Encourage someone. Send someone a message. Share. Do all the awesome, cool things that you get to do so that you stay plugged in to the power of God. And you're going to do some awesome, incredible things. And you're going to start to see some amazing testimonies of miracles and of signs of wonders in your life. That was my heart for us for this year, church. I said it really fast in a five-minute video at the start of the year, that we're going to be more busy about doing the work of God Monday to Saturday so that on Sunday we got testimony after testimony after testimony. Well, we've still got time. We've got two whole months. Come on, God can do a whole lot in two whole months. So come on, why don't you close your eyes. And I just want us to, just as we finish our service this morning, I want us to worship and I want us to pray. And I want you to stir yourself up in this moment as we worship. Start to pray to God. Ask Him to give you more power. Ask Him to move through you this week. Even think of a situation that you're in right now that maybe you need the power of God to flow through you. And let's ask Him to do something awesome. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Come on, let's worship Him in this moment. Thank you.